Man, all I got to say is that game yesterday was some bullshit. It seemed like every year the Chiefs lose to teams that they shouldn't lose. And I should have listened to you in the beginning of the year, uh, Cal, because you told me. You told me I, I I had a belief in this team that we can go 16-0. and I thought with Pat, these things, these issues with the Chiefs were behind us. We finally got our quarterback, and it just seems like it's the same old Chiefs. And – I I just credit this to the to the Hunt family, you know, because it doesn't matter who walks through that door, whether it's the GMs, the coaches, and the players throughout the years, it's the same old Chiefs. It just seems like meteorocracy, and I, I just I, I I fought that to the Hunt family, uh, you know, uh, Clark Hunt and his, and then I guess previous before that, his uh, his father Lamar, and so. Um, I don't know how they're going to fix it, but um, it is what it is, I guess. With that being said, this is Sports Talk KC. I am DB's 1492. Yeah, what's up, KC? This is Lee 86. Hey, this is Cowboy, and welcome to another edition of Sports Talk KC. Let's go ahead and kick it off. Uh, we are pretty upset due to the, the injuries and the loss that we uh, suffered at Tennessee. But let's go ahead and get into it, uh, Lee, with all the Chiefs injuries and uh, that su- that we suffered yesterday in that Sunday uh, Sunday game. Yeah, man. Um, first and foremost, a big loss um, with Ogba going down, um, pretty much with the same injury as um, JJ Watt that ended his season. So um, that's a that that's a blow. Um, like I touched on, he's leading the team in sacks with I believe six five-and-a-half sacks thus far, you know, this year. So that's a blow to our defensive line. Um, You know, he's been playing real good ball, you know, as far as pass rush and, you know, um, support and help stopping the run. So I've been going down first and foremost. That's, like I said, that's a blow. And then um, ranking a good kid, um, good young kid of, along that offensive line, um, went down and suffered, you know, a season-ending knee injury where his knee just kind of buckled from up under him. He actually came in to, uh, you know, come in and sub for Mitchell Swartz when he suffered a um, leg-slash-ankle injury in that ball game where Pat, you know, was um, crashing down into his leg. Um, So, like I said, Rankin is on IR. Pretty much the same thing, probably with Agba. <clears throat> um, and so, uh, like I said, it's it, it's good that um, we don't know the severity just quite yet with uh, Mitchell Schwartz, but um, I did see him on the sidelines and things of that nature. He wasn't back in the back or nothing like that. He pretty much just stayed on the sidelines. So that, that that's good news, you know, because Mitchell Schwartz's injury looked it real nasty, you know, seeing it unfold you know, during that game. But that's good that he came out not hurt real seriously. And with Tyreek Hill, you know, uh, I kind of cringed up a little bit when I seen Tyreek Hill land on that sideline. You know, I said, oh, boy, you know, and Tony Romo, he always got to beat somebody to the punch to say something. He was even thinking, oh, collarbone. So, you know, just, you know, I'm glad that, uh, Tyreek and Mitchell Schwartz wasn't hurt, but Rankin and Agba going down there. You know, tough blow, especially Agba. It's my take on the injuries. And Lee, what are your thoughts on the injuries that the Chiefs suffered yesterday? You mean beats? 
Yeah, Beats. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm, messing with you, man. I'm messing with you. I'm messing with you. <laughs> you want that said it, though. But, uh, yeah, as far as the injuries go, um, it's just very unfortunate. It seems like this year um, the Chiefs are just getting hit with the injury bugs. I mean, every game it seems like we're we're losing. And it's not even like it's uh, depth players at that. It's, it's your stars that are going out, you know. Uh, it's not even like it's your role players or anything like that. Um, they just seem like every game, a couple of them just go down. And, um, I mean, it's part of the game. It's football. It's a physical game. So you have to build your roster in a way to where you have depth and where you can have guys that could come in and get some um, get some snaps and uh, be able to contribute to the, uh, to the team and keep on rolling. Um, Fortunate for uh, Ogba and um, Rankin, especially Rankin, uh, just coming in from Mitchell Schwartz, um, which I uh, credit that to, uh, you know, uh, Cam Irvin getting mollywopped over there, fucking trying to dance and shit, getting fucking pat, um, you know, sacked and then having him pushed into uh, Mitchell Schwartz. So that made Rankin come in. So, um yeah, it's just unfortunate, man. I mean, it's just one of those things. It's part of the game. Um, just got to keep on rolling and uh, get the guys that are coming in up to speed, and just uh, it just keeps on going. It doesn't. The NFL doesn't wait. It doesn't care. You're gonna play these games whether you, your stars are in or not. So it is what it is. Um, that's my thoughts on the injuries. I'll just swing it back to you, Cal. I just wish uh, Cam Urban could have went down. <laughs> I mean, why could he not have went down? But, uh, it actually looked like he suffered some kind of injury in that ball game, but he came back, looked like something with his foot or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, well, it's unfortunate with the injuries. Like you guys said, it's a part of the game. It's a physical game. Uh, you know, you don't like to see nobody really get hurt. Um, but I just wish Cam could have could have been the one getting hurt other other than Swartz and and rank uh, and the guy that came in for that one play that was crazy uh but anyway moving it forward um we did have a Sunday night game and the Vikings were victorious over the uh Cowboys I think uh you two had the Cowboys in that game right yes sir yeah and I was the only one that picked picked against them uh, it was 28 to 24 Vikings. Uh, Kirk Cousins uh, went for 23 or 32, 20 yards, two TDs. And uh, the workhorse Cook uh, had uh, 26 carries, 97 yards, one TD. Uh, they went into Jerry's world and uh, took care of business. They were coming out the L against us. And they uh, totally redeemed themselves, taking out the Cowgirls. So. Uh, Lee, what do you got on the thoughts of the uh, Vikings and the Cowboys game last night? Yeah, um, I really didn't even get a chance to tune into this game. I was, you know, um, had some other stuff going on and stuff like that. So, but um, as far as like the highlights and stuff go, it seemed like a pretty good game. The funny thing about this game, when I seen the like wow 28 to 24 me and beats actually had the same score for this game we just had dallas winning 28 to 24 so i thought like dang that's crazy 
we we were right on <laughs> with the prediction, you know, you know, with the score in that game. So I thought that was, you know, pretty funny. But yeah, Minnesota just they went in there and won the important ball game. Um, like you said, leading up to this game, you felt Minnesota was, you know, was gonna have a chip on their shoulder, Cal, and you know, um, from losing to us, you know, the prior week. So, you know, good job for Minnesota. You know, they went in and took care of business. You know. Uh, I'm pretty, like I said, seemed to be a pretty good battle between uh, Dalvin Cook and and Zeke. So, you know, but good win by Minnesota. And what do you got in the game last night, Beats? Well, y'all know last night, me and my lady, we was getting our swerve on at the uh, Anthony Hamilton uh, uh, 112 and uh, Jagged Edge and H-Town and Genuine concert last night. So I was up there getting my swerve on last night, you know. Um, but uh, I didn't even check out even the highlights. So I just got the score. So uh, pretty much um, the uh, the Vikings are a playoff team, even though they did suffer that loss against us last week. They bounced back and uh, got things rolling again. Um I believe the uh, – I just believe that the Cowboys are uh, just that. The Cowboys, they're mediocre with uh, Jason Garrett. They're they're a 9-7, 8-18 at best, and that's just what they are under him. And um, they showed me that they're not for real, and the Vikings are. So they're going to be right there in that playoff part in the NFC. And, I, I mean – Maybe the Cowboys will be there because their division is so weak and they got to fight with the Eagles for that, you know, spot. So one, whoever wins that division has to be in the playoffs. But, um, yeah, that, I mean, that's pretty much my thoughts on it for real. I mean, like I said, I was getting my swerve on last night. So, I mean, I'll just swing it back to you. Yeah, we definitely don't want to uh, stand in uh, with you getting your proper swerve on, you know. <laughs> Down at Sprint Center, yeah, buddy. But uh, yeah, like with, with this game though, I, I like I said, coming in, I knew the Vikings was going to play hard, and they suffered the L from us, and they were coming in to redeem themselves. So, good win for the Vikings. Uh, I did watch bits and pieces of it. I can't really stand to watch Cowboys game because I just I hate them. Uh, but like you said, they are a very mediocre team. Uh, they. They and it was a costly play of that game where Ezekiel got stopped, and they were going to him in crunch time, and he didn't produce. Uh, it was just like I said, I seen the highlights as well, and it was a close game, but good win for the Vikings, man. I mean, uh, that's what really, I can really say on it. Uh, but I just want to go ahead and just say, you know, screw to a Sunday night game. Let's get off into the Chiefs talk because this segment here, we are very upset. For how the game went yesterday, the L, uh, just how the game went as a whole, clock management, Andy making mistakes on third and two. It was a lot of stupid stuff that went on on this game. We did not expect to go down to Tennessee to lose. Uh, Tannehill uh, had a stand-up game, showed that he was a fighter. Uh, but, Lee, let's get off into the special teams situation because we had a few hiccups on special teams, which is very uncommon uh, with the Chiefs. So what are your thoughts on the special teams, Lee? Yeah. Like I was saying, man, with the special teams unit, like I was telling you guys yesterday, the little bit of time we were talking, you know, um, after looking at that defeat, 
you know um i had just gave you know and the special teams did such a monumental job in my eyes against you know minnesota um with making the field goals and ultimately hitting the game winner to give us that win against um minnesota you know so i gave credit out you know to dave tub in that unit but like you said man uh in that game yesterday the special teams um we have to do better um as far as you know um I know we're going to get into, you know, the coaching aspect of this loss by Kansas City Chiefs, but, you know, um, Dave Tobe has to make sure that this unit, and he does a pretty good job. I'm not going to, you know, um, crucify um, Tobe in this unit at all because, you know, they do good. But yesterday, you know, it has to be, you know, Miko Hartman fielding punts inside the, you know, inside the five and, you know, just ball-headed things like that, you know your long snapper Winchester, you know, um, inadvertently snap, snapping the ball when Colquitt didn't even give the, you know, you know, the signal, yeah, hey, I'm ready, you know. Um, that and then, you know, um, I'm hearing all this time, what to do was offsides that block the field goal, whatever, mm-hmm. to end the game. I understand that. I get that. And sure enough, he did have a, a nice jump on, you know, off of our edge, which is Blake Bell, the anchor over there. Um, you know, um, it just has to be better. You know, I just felt like Blake Bell has to know to, you know, block him, you know, seem like he blocked inward. But, you know, um, it's just one of those things, man. Um, unfortunately, special teams were put in that position yesterday where everything that they did or – had shortcomings and not doing was magnified by other aspects in this loss, um, which we're going to get to. But special teams and Dave told, man, they got to get it together. You know, Miko Hartman back there trying to put on the glove while he's feeling a punt and stuff like that. Come on, man. It's those little things that you have to be focused on. And I have confidence in Toe. He's a special teams ace. So um, it was like you said, it was just very shocking, you know, to see them have such a, you know, basically a drop off from last week to, you know, making all those field goals out at Arrowhead with the swirling winds and things of that nature. And then this week, you know, having having the collapses of somebody not being ready for the snap, somebody letting the, the edge guy come right in there and put a pile up and block, a, you know, the potential game time. It's just, you know, field punts inside the five. We just have to get it together. That's my take on on special teams. Yeah, I, I didn't understand what the hell he was doing with that glove. Like, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> exactly. Just like he filled it, just like he filled it the kick. That was yeah, I remember that too. That was... Tom got any for that. I'm glad CBS showed that because as soon as he got over there, Tom kind of, you know, whoa, dude, for real? Like, <laughs> Come on, man. You know, so it is what it is. And Beast, what are your thoughts on the special teams yesterday and all the hiccups we had? Um, I guess just mental errors. That's that's the only thing I can uh, attribute to it, um, like you guys were saying. And then uh, as yesterday, I called you, Cal, and I was like, why the hell did we pick up Miko Harmon? This is before he uh, – 
took that ca- uh, that touchdown uh, from Patrick Mahomes on that jump uh, pass. But I called you and I said, why do we pick him up? Because I remember you wanted DK Metcalf. And mm-hmm. he was, it's just boneheaded play after boneheaded play for him, especially on special teams and just holding on to the ball in general. So I was just like, why did we pick him up again? And then I talked to Lee. He was up there talking about as far as his speed. But I understand that. But you got – I mean, I understand he's a rookie, but you got to get the mental aspect of the game down and play smart. And no situations, you cannot feel the punt within the five-yard line. Yes, you do have Patrick Mahomes, but it's like, man, you're, you, you're not playing good football, right? You're not thinking with your head right now. And then um, to go on the um, field goal unit – um, I didn't at first when I saw that at first I thought that I was like I was confused I thought that that they were faking it for some reason I was like well what, what was that and then I saw the replay and I mean it's just another thing you just not using your head no communication um, not being on the same page um, you know Winchester uh, you know uh, Hiking the ball and without a uh, cold quit signal and cold quit. I mean, I guess, I guess that's the right play as far as throwing it away and, and taking a penalty on intentional grounding. I mean, I guess you'd rather have that than him trying to run with the ball and then get a fumble and then they go ahead and score, even though I know we will talk about it later on, you know, uh, the offense, the Titans offense came out on the field with no timeouts left and went straight down our throats and scored. But um, then lastly, on the uh, on the uh, last field goal that got blocked, um, I looked at the uh, replay, and I don't think he was offside. He just got a good jump. Winchester, again, ducked his head. And at the same time, as he did that, and he was um, – hiking the ball, the guy just got a good jump and he came around the corner and got it. So, um, I mean, somehow you got to find a way to, I think that's kind of on Winchester as well. You got to, or you got to, like Lee was saying, Blake Bell, you got to take the outside there or you got to do something or as far as Winchester, you can tip off the, uh, to the other side that you're going to do, you know, that you're going to like it. If you're going to do that, you got to hurry up and get it out. So the timing can be right. But it's just one of those unfortunate things. It's just like, I guess they just had a mental lapse within those last two minutes of the game, and it cost us the game. And so it seems like we always do this against the Titans. It's always these type of plays. You know, you got Mariota throwing a pass to himself in the playoffs. You have – um, excuse me. You have uh, Andy Reid calling a timeout, trying to ice suck up that one time, and then he actually uh, missed it. But then you call a timeout, and then you give him another shot, and he drills it. So it's just one of those things where it's either coaching or just you know, the football guy says uh, you will lose to the Tennessee Titans. So it's just one of those things, man. So that's my thoughts on the special teams. So I just swing it back to you, Cal. And like I said, we knew coming into this, it was going to be a, a tough game. The the Titans, you know, like we said, minus their record, they are a tough team, and they play us tough. So we knew this. But let's go into the coaching aspect of the game, the boneheaded moves that Andy was making. 
the messed up clock management, everything as a whole, when it comes to the coaching yesterday, there was a lot of mistakes. Lee, what is your thoughts on the coaching staff of the Kansas City Chiefs right now? Well, it's not the coaching staff. I'm going to just um, point these two out as far as coaching and the uh, and the inability to adjust yesterday. Um, Andy Reid, number one. Um, <clears throat> it's just one of them situations, man, where you know that you have to run this clock out. And for you to, like I told y'all, man, um, I was very upset for them to the infamous third and two everyone's talking about. Um, in that situation, Andy, <laughs> to throw the ball, I mean, they don't have – we were sitting there trying to discuss amongst each other yesterday. Like, did we did, – did Tennessee have a timeout? Nah, we, we came to agreement. Nah, they didn't have no timeout. So, with that being said, why – why, dude? It's just like you get too cute. You get too – you get – out of the ramification of the game that's taking place, and you start trying to experiment. The run game was getting good push and stuff like that, getting positive yardage yesterday. It's just like, um, I just did not understand that from, you know, yesterday was just an accumulation of everything, but I just felt we, we needed to touch bases on the coaching. Um, like I said, it, it, you can you can pick one, two, three things, a couple of things away from this game to say why the Chiefs got defeated yesterday against the Tennessee Titans. But like I said, I felt that that, that moment, that juncture of the game, Andy Reid and the Kansas City Chiefs needs to run the ball. It's just like, like I said, they were trying a wide receiver screen in that moment. Wow. I mean, ah. It's just so much more you can do. You have so so much speed and just so much talent to get. It's, it's like you're not trust, trusting in your bigs. I just just didn't understand that call, man. Um, and it gave Tennessee life. That's why we ultimately had to go even go through the motions only field goal try because. It, the players blew up on third and two, the clock stopped, and here comes the field goal unit. And that's when the first debacle happened. Like I said, with Winchester snapping the ball before, you know, so you put yourself in those own kind of, you put yourself in those type of Russian roulette type of moments. You should have just ran the freaking ball, dude. Two yards, like I said. You went for it earlier in the game on fourth to one, picked it up and stuff. It just needs to be that, you know, don't get away from the juncture of the game. That was number one, Andy Reid. And number two, culture-wise, is Spags, our defensive coordinator. I know we're going to get to the defense and everything, but I just wanted to touch bases on him. Showing the inability to adjust in this ball game. Me and Beach were talking, you know, quite a, you know, pretty much quite well throughout this ball game. It's just like, you know, commentators are even seeing it like you're not doing nothing to 
be creative to stop Derrick Henry. No other kind of way. It's just like you see, I mean, where's the run blitz stuff like that? Like, come on, man. Know how to adjust to the juncture of the game. That's what they were doing. It needs to be something. Like I said, um, stacking the box a little bit more closer, you know, just something. I just I just felt that I wanted to touch, man, on Spags and Andy Reid as far as the inability to adjust to the juncture of yesterday's ball game. Those are my two things. And, and like we spoke um, with Dave Tope, you know, um, it's really not Dave Tope's fault in that situation. There's not nothing really coaching-wise, but, you know, just implementing to you guys, don't, number one, don't catch the ball inside the five-yard line. Be sound, be stable when it comes to moments like this where you're, you know, you have to you know, be on one accord, you know, with your long snapper, your holder, and your kicker, you know. But as far as coaching, that's all I pretty much got on those guys. And Beach, what do you got on the coaching staff? Um, Andy Reid is a fucking joke. In my <laughs> sorry to say it, he he just outsmarts himself. Yes, he's you know great at designing plays, and but just in football situations, it just seems like you've been doing this for twenty plus years, dude. Like. You don't have the wherewithal to learn how to get not put yourself in situations and not to overthink things or do you have a guy on the sideline or something that can help you in these situations? You busy and on your looking at your call sheet trying to you're trying to do too damn much. You need to be need to let your offensive coordinator, which is your guinea pig, um call the damn play calls and you manage the game or, or vice versa. He doesn't need to just be over there uh, just holding up the same uh, play sheet as you you are and, 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 and calling them in to Pat. He needs to be managing the game. One of the, one of the two I just said um, for going on that third and two call, I just want to clear, clear some things up. Um, actually, um, Pat did take a sack. He rolled out to the uh, right, and as the rush was coming, he just slid. And so they touched him down there. Um, so on that play, um, we actually lost yards. I don't know how many how many we did lose, but it was – so wherever we was on the third and two, wherever the ball was snapped, we were actually behind that line of scrimmage once we came out on the, uh, the uh, field goal try. Um, second of all, on the screen – why in a third and two situation are you calling a screen to your backup tight end, Blake Bale? You have Tyreek Hill, Sammy Watkins, Travis fucking Kelsey, Damian Williams. I'm trying to think of Demarcus Robinson, anybody else but fucking Blake Bale. You try to run a tight end receiver screen to fucking Blake Bale. You have Tyreek Hill. You could have did a jet motion. You could have did could have did a screen to Damian Williams. You could have did an out to Tyreek Hill, Sammy Watkins, Travis Kelsey, but you decide to run a screen pass to Blake Bell, who don't have – he got butterfingers anyway. So, I don't – I didn't understand that play call anyway. And in my personal opinion, I believe Pat has to have the right to veto that damn call and call his own – damn 
call. Now, I'm not, after having a night, uh, you know, of, uh, of hours of contemplating or thinking on the situation, I'm okay with having um, the ball in Mahomes' hands in this situation because he is your best player. He's usually going to make the right decision in this situation, but um, you could have ran the ball. I believe we were getting, at that point on that drive, we were getting good yardage running the ball, at least four to five carries on, I mean, five yards on that uh, drive. Um, I think you could have picked it up. If not, you could have ran play action. Um, like I said, a jet sweep, Miko Harmon, something. I don't know. You could have came up with a better play call than a third. I mean, uh, I mean, not wide receiver screen, a tight end screen to Blake Bale. Uh, and then on the flip side, on the defensive side, um, I don't – it's just frustrating. Uh, like he was saying, we were up there talking about it, and it seemed like he kept using that dime package. And I'm like, where is Raglan in on this? Where? Why do you have Sorensen and why Thornhill coming down? Why isn't? Why aren't they? If you're going to play that way, why don't you have them back? Why are you putting them in one-on-one situations? Um, man situations with, you know, slot receivers and things of that nature. Um, yeah, it's just a failure to adjust and not using your personnel to their strengths. Um, I said in the previous podcast, in the preview before this game, um, I guess, I mean, I guess Ryan Tannehill proved me, uh, proved me uh, I guess, wrong or right or whatever, but, I mean, you make him beat you and shoot. I guess he did, but I would have I would have stacked the box in those situations. You know they're going to run Derrick Henry. I understand that he's a big back. He looks like a uh, – he looks like a uh, – excuse me. He looks like a linebacker, you know, going, you know, running the ball. So, like I said, man, they just – it's just a failure to adjust and just to uh, – just a total meltdown, in my opinion, in those last few uh, minutes of the uh, game. So I'll swing back to you, Cal. We lost Lee. Oh, shit. Uh, oh. Huh. How the hell did that happen? Yeah, I just heard he, 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 he cut off. He, uh, I don't know if his phone died or, or what, but we lost him. I mean, I got everything you said, so. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I, I, I wonder if I. Yeah, because I was up here, you know, uh, walking around just up there talking. <laughs> yeah, I got everything you. I got everything you said. He actually, uh, after like before you ended, he it, it shit cut off. So, oh, I'm gonna cut it off and just resend it. But I got everything you said. All right, cool. And I'll just pick it up. All right. Yeah, yeah like I said, yeah, it was coaching a lot of coaching issues with me. Like I said yesterday. Uh, you could tell in that third and two that uh, Eric was pissed off as well, you know. Uh, but like I said, he is the guinea pig for Andy Reid. Uh, he doesn't make any uh, any any uh, anything move within that offense. This is all Andy. He's just a pawn. Uh, what do you think about that, Lee? Yeah, I mean, I remember uh, saying to you yesterday, I don't know who called the play, him or Andy. So, <laughs> but you know, I I was just. You know, 
pissed off in that moment. I know it's Andy calling that play in that moment. Mike Beats touched on, you know, all the speed could have been a jet sweep or something like that. Man, they ran one sweep to Darn Thompson in that ball. I believe Darn Thompson got the carry. Or it could have been d Will, but it was one sweep where two linemen was pulling. Went for a very nice game. I just wanted to throw that in there, man. Um, you don't see no sweeps or nothing like that, man, to keep the defense honest to end. You know, in a situation like that, man, you could have picked up two yards on the sweep, you know, with Darn Thompson with fresh legs. But, you know, I, it's Andy calling the plays over Eric B. Enemy 100%. Yeah, you can definitely tell he was pissed off on that play. And like I said, it, it, it could have just been a simple run, man. It was two yards. We didn't have to get it into anything crazy. Just pick up the yards. Chew up the fucking clock. Let's get out of there with a W. That's all you had to do. Mm-hmm. But uh, let's go on to the offense. Our boy Pat. Uh, Pat had a hell of a game, man. He, he threw for almost 500 yards yesterday. Mm-hmm. And also, uh, let me get into his stats. Uh, Pat. I got to pull him up, guys. Sorry about that. All right. Uh, Patrick Mahomes went for uh, 36 of uh, 50. That's a lot of times throwing the ball. 444, 446 yards, three TDs, no INTs. But Pat should not be throwing the ball 50 times. Uh, we did have uh, some good carries. Uh, Williams uh, had uh, uh, 19 carries for 77 yards, so they did use the rushing game a little bit more yesterday. Also, Tyreek Hill. Had 11 receptions, 157 yards, one long TD. And, uh, damn, Kelsey had one reception – I'm sorry, seven receptions for 75 yards, uh, one TD on that uh, little shuffle pass that he got from Pat. That was a beautiful play. And uh, Miko had one TD as well. But let's get off into this offense, like I said. Man, Pat should not be throwing the ball 50 times. And uh, we also said we kind of wanted them to kind of stick with, with the way they were playing with uh, Matt Moore. Uh, we did see s- some spurts and things of that nature with the offense and stuff like that. But, uh, Lee, uh, what is your thoughts on the Pats' comeback and the offense as a whole yesterday? Oh, yeah, hell of a job by Pat coming back. Um, <laughs> you know, um, like Beach was touching on that jump pass to Minko that um, went to the house. You know, that's what I told him. Oh, he's back. You know, uh, I knew he was I knew he was back and go be the MV Pat, you know, <laughs> leading up. But that jump pass to Miko, that let me know, OK, he's fully healthy and stuff like that. But offensively, man, um, like I said, um, I would like to see um, a lot. Like you said, the stats that you gave off good games by um, Tyreek, Kelsey and um, Pat and D-Will being efficient in the run game, but there were a lot of drops in that ball game. I'm going to just get that out. I'm going to just get that out, you know, front line right now. Tyreek Hill, you know, the, the beautiful game that he had, but there were some big drops by him. Um, Sammy Watkins as well. Um, I remember telling Beats, man, we got to hold on to this ball. You know, it was one beautiful play set up where Pat rolls out, you know, and hits, you know, trying to hit Sammy Watkins coming across the field at the same time. I believe SWAT just kind of missed 
mistimed his jump a little bit, but bottom line, too many drops in that game. Um, you get some of those drops back. This, in my opinion, is a different ball game. Some very drive-ending drops. You know, um, I mean, it was one. Tyreek had, you know, pop up off his face mask and into the air where the linebacker from Tennessee almost picked the thing off. You know, that was one. One where it was a – he just catch the ball. He has the first down, keep the drive alive. He dropped that one. Ultimately, we punt the ball in that situation. So, like I said, guys got to, you know, snag them things in, man. Snag them in. But offensively, like you said, uh, bro, you hit it right on the head. Um, I felt that it went back to the same old run to a spot type of offense and get it there to you. The implementation of play action, where is it at? Um, the mixture of screens, you know, where are they at? Like you said, beautiful, beautiful uh, screen shuffle pass to Kelsey. Um, just where are they at, man? Where, where, where is the design and the desire when Matt Moore was in? You know, um, it's like Pat's just back there always in the shotgun. One one single back, you know, you know it's going to be a pass. It's just like, come on, you know, with the drops and, you know, um, the costly fumble by Damian Williams. Once again, our backs have to, our backs have to do better, you know, um, because that was, uh, we were driving. Everything seemed to be going good. Next thing you know, here go D. Will putting that putting that rock on the ground. I just said, "Oh man, here we go." And then they pick it up and scoop it in and take it to the house. You gotta keep your hand, you know. Bring the catches in, snag them in, hold on to the ball, be creative on the offensive side of the football. This offense can score, and Pat is Pat coming back. Throwing almost 500 with four touchdowns, three, four touchdowns. Come on, man. This offense is going to click. This offense is going to roll. Get that. But you guys have to put in the work to be great. Stop with, you know, we I, I understand some little overthrows, but guys is getting their hands on these balls, bring them in and stuff like that. It's, it's the time of year where that stuff is magnified. And I just feel as an offensive unit, you know, they played good. You know, um, they didn't do – they didn't cost us this game by far. No, they did not. Um, like I said, um, we were up to for the office to trot back out there and, you know, hit, you know Pat hit Miko to go up and down. You know, I feel real comfortable, you know, at that time – when we did that, but it's just one of those things, man. You want to see, um, you just want to see a little bit more creativity, you know, go back to what got you, you know, the win against Minnesota, what made you look so effective against Green Bay, you know, just implement the stuff in, you know, just, just dumb it down a little bit because we can be lethal, if we run it vertically all day long, or if we dumb it down and do intermediate things, the Chiefs' offense is that potent, 
And I just feel like at times they they ruin themselves or they give themselves away by trying to always be spectacular. Do what you have to do to win a ball game and survive another week. We have the talent and the speed and the coaching, whatever. The quarterback to do it. The offensive line may be patchy here and there, but we have the capability to be a good offensive football team. It all has to come together and gel together. And yesterday we just had too many, you know, to turn over, drop, drop passes, and, you know, just have to clean those things up offensively. But that's my take on the offense yesterday. But hell of a job by Pat, and, you know, Kelsey and Miko Hartman and, you know, those guys having a good game yesterday. Well, well, me personally, man, <clears throat> the Chiefs offense, man, with Pat under the helm, the Chiefs offense flies and crashes with, with Pat Mahomes. Pat Mahomes on. That game was not balanced at all yesterday. Even though they ran the ball a little bit more. But there's no way in hell Patrick should be throwing for 50, fucking, 50 times. Mm-mm. It's no way. No. It's no fucking way. And on that third, infamous third and two, it's no way the ball should have been in pass. Uh, it should have not been a passing play at that time. This is a very pivotal moment in the game. This is where you want to chew up the clock. And like I said, I can't remember if they had a timeout or not. I cannot remember for the life of me. But <clears throat> at that time, say, for instance, they didn't have no timeouts. And you would have ran the ball. Even if you didn't complete it, you still would have chewed up top. Am I right or wrong? Mm-hmm. You're right. Mm-hmm. So I just – I don't get it. But, uh, Beats, what do you have on the uh, Chiefs offense? Uh, I completely agree with both of you guys, honestly. First with you, Cal, Pat should not be throwing the ball. 50 times, not at all. Uh, but I do believe I see I seen a stat yesterday, even though you said Damian Williams had 19 carries. Um, I don't know who else got the carries, but I guess they did run the ball 25 times. But the ratio, 50 to 25, that's – that is mm, you could have ran the ball a little bit more there. Um, like you said, it could have been more balanced. Like I said um, on, in the preview um, – podcast before this game uh, yesterday. I wanted to see an infusion of both the offense before Pat and then the offense with Matt Moore. Um, I mean, you got it here and there, but it wasn't enough to my liking. Like like Lee was saying, it seemed like Rob receivers just running the spots. They're back in sh- uh, shotgun a lot. Uh, four wide receiver sets, five wide receiver sets. Um when they were on the center, they were only going. You knew what they were going to do. They were only going to do one or two things, and he was either going to hand it off, or it was play action. It's it's very telegraphed. So in in that part, you're 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 pretty much um, you're pretty much the defense has a jump. And then like what Lee said beforehand, when you're in shotgun, they know ninety five percent of the time you're going to pass the ball. Mm-hmm. Um, we talked about this uh, yesterday, Lee. I, I thought you was going to bring it up, so I'm just going to take your idea. And, uh, but I'm going to give you credit for saying this because you did say it yesterday. 
Pat has to um, learn how to um, take dropbacks under center. Because mm-hmm. I have not, I've yet to seen it with his three years being here, even though in his rookie, in, even in his rookie year, I would have think by now he will be able to do a three-step drop, a five-step drop, a seven-step drop to where you can run these timing routes to where, where he drops back and he plants on that right leg to where he can, you know, let it go with whatever time uh, route it is. Um, I think if he adds that to the offense, that just gives another dimension to the offense to where, you know, defenses can't pick up on certain things. Um, like you said, I'm glad to have him back. Um, he almost threw for 500 yards, had three TDs, no interceptions. But I kind of feel sorry for the guy. I mean, you you have all the stats and stuff, but when it comes to these close games and things of that nature, the offense can't either close it out in the end or the defense gives it up. And I don't want to go too far into that because I know we're going to get on the defense. But, um, yeah, I mean, just – I mean, they're, I mean, I know they're going to do what they can to make Patrick Mahomes feel comfortable. I know he's, I know he's more comfortable in in the uh, shotgun, but maybe getting the pistol or something to give to give it to where you can. I don't, man. I don't know. Like I said, he he's going to have to learn how to throw from under center when he drops back. Um, like I said. Um, I mean, that's pretty much it, all I got, to be honest with you. Yeah, you got all the numbers. Yeah, you scored over 30 points, but then you lose by three. And all the losses that he's – that he has been our quarterback, we, are, we they're one-possession losses. It's not – it's just something – I don't know if it's just a mindset or – like I said, I know the defense gives up things on the other side. Like I said, I know we're going to get to that, but – I figure in these type of situations, is it just that are we just going to have to score like 50 or more to make sure we can get a win? Or we're going to have to play it. Like I said, we're going to have to play a different type of style or something because just dropping back and throwing it 50 times and, yeah, you can have all the numbers, but you but the, the, the two – the numbers that really matters is that win and loss column. And right now you're six and four, so uh, – so I just swing it back to you, Cal. And with the whole mindset thing, I think it's just it, it, it's it, it's a culture thing. And I think whatever culture that he's that Andy Reid is trying to implement within the team, it ain't working, man. Because it's no way in hell we should have lost that game. Right. I just want to say, dude. I just want to pose a question to you two guys. As far as do you think this team is too finesse? Um, it's too finesse of a team. And when I mean by that, I'm just basically saying, do you think they're too soft? This is a physical game. You have all this speed. You have these small ass players, and they they do shit to do. I mean, to be cute and give you the fireworks and shit instead of just hitting your ass in the motherfucking mouth like football is meant to be, and imposing your will on a team like how the Titans did to our defense. They kept running it and running it, and they knew we couldn't stop it. And then off of that, they gained momentum. And then when they did put the uh, put the ball in their quarterback's hands, he's up there running over our guys and stuff. He's dragging our DBs and 
and linebackers and stuff like that. So I just, I mean, you can tell I'm frustrated, but it's just, I just think they're too soft. And I think, like you said, Cal, I think that's a, I think that's an Andy Reid thing as far as his culture. I, I think his teams are just too soft. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, they don't have that stand up, punch you in the mouth type mentality. It's always let let's diagram up something to get the first down instead of just imposing our will. It's it always has to be something something out of the ordinary. It has to be something drawn up or something geniusly pulled out of your ass. Man, line up, run a sweep, pull a guard, two guards if you have to. Get the first down, get out of Nashville, get on the play, and enjoy your W. Mm-hmm. They, 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 they are finesse at times. They, yes, they don't have the they don't have I'm the I'm the big boy on the block type mentality. They don't. And uh, it's been like that. I mean, we've been saying we've been saying it all year. They don't have that nastiness. At, at, at that point in time of the game, like it, it, that was just so fucking stupid to call that play. Run that motherfucker. <laughs> Show that you can put on your big boy pants and that you're tough. But like I say, I've been noticing all year with this team, we get pushed around. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Every mm-hmm. other team we play has more it seemed like they have more passion, more physicality than us. Man, the situation on third and two, like third and two we're talking about, man, I'm rolling my dice with the sausage. I'm giving it to him on a full back dive. Yeah. Run right up the back of one of these slides and, and I, lean forward for two yards. Are you kidding me? And, and that's another. I'm sorry, not because y'all. That's another thing. I don't even remember Sherman touching the field yesterday. That's what I'm talking about. Why? 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 I mean, <laughs> you can use Daryl Williams, one of your bigger backs. He's kind of a little bit stockier than you know Damian Williams and Shady. Let Daryl, you know, come in and get some tough balls. I, I just don't know, man. It's my body. It just don't it don't make sense, man. And, and, and I've been an Andy Reid fan, but I, I'm starting to think it's time for uh, Andy to go because uh, that that was dumb as fuck, man. And he can't he can't manage the game and be the offensive coordinator at the same time. No, no, and that's what he's doing. At this point, so I, I, I at this point I know it's chatter, Andy Reid, because we always say it, but at this point, Andy Reid is the is the only guy I know that is the best to coach the Kansas City Chiefs. I don't even I don't even know no one remotely close to mention, you know, who, who could coach us, but that, that's just that's just one take, you know. I just yeah, I don't know. It's just little stuff, just little, little things, man. Just be different. Do stuff. Stop doing things that the defense expects you to do. Do things that they don't expect you to do. That's how you be successful. Yeah. It, it, I mean, it's just it, it's crazy, man. I mean, 
like I said, that we should not have took no ill yesterday. Hey, yesterday, and, uh, yesterday it just, yeah, I just want to put it, it, yeah, it we're all frustrated. Yesterday was a, it, it just really pissed me off to watch that unfold like that. Yesterday was a, was a, was a tough loss. And man, we all loyal, we all Chiefs loyal, loyal to the soil. Yesterday was just a very, very tough loss to fucking swallow. But I didn't let it stop me. And uh, let's go on to the defense. Uh, to me, like the first half of the game, I mean, the defense played pretty decent. I mean, they kept Henry under wraps. But as the game went on, they started to get more physical with the Chiefs. And they said, fuck it, we're going to just keep going to Henry. Because they, they kind of forgot about him in that first half. I mean, to me. But uh, what do you think about the, the Chiefs' defense? Uh, basically getting ran all over the field because uh, Henry went for 188 yards, I believe. Hmm. Henry had – let me get to it here. Sorry, guys. Yep, he went uh, 23 carries, 188 yards, two TDs. Tannehill, he also had a rushing TD, but he didn't really throw it out the park. Uh, he went for 13 of uh, 19, 181 yards, two TDs. Uh, huh. So, uh, Lee, what do you have on the Chiefs' defense? Mm. Um, the Chiefs' defense did their part. I'm just going to put that out there right now. Um, they did their part. Chris Jones being the man that he is, you know, getting the getting the real big, you know, um, strip sack, you know, getting that long turnover that we needed at that moment. Um, it goes back to, you know, you want to see a little bit more, you know, imposing your will on the defensive side of the ball. You know, they, they were getting to, they were getting to Tannehill, like I said, um, uh, it was – I don't know how many sacks we ultimately ended up having in this game, but I think it was – I'm going to just – my safe bet, I'm going to take three or four sacks that we ultimately so. did have. And we did bottle Derrick Henry up that first half, I felt like, because like I said, I was telling Beats, <laughs> we should, this should be a 21 and nothing ball game. Um, it was just a – it was just a combination of, you know – Throughout this whole Chiefs organization, it to me it was just like you can't just put it on one thing with this game. It's like every aspect of the Kansas City Chiefs said, "Pat is back. We're going to do things differently." I didn't see no exotic like I touched on earlier with Stags talking about the coach. Uh, no different, no showing no eight man fronts, you know, like like you were doing when Pat was out. Um, it's, yeah, you were getting stops, but, you know, times were receivers. I just felt like, you know, I felt like our corners sometimes were in good positions, but, you know, let things leak out behind them. Um, the big play, you know, where Sharp Arias War was in position, but, you know, good throw by Tannehill. Um, on the fourth and 17, actually, where we, you know, Stopped him. Um, Breland's in good position or whatever, but the guy, Tannehill, still puts a late, you know, and the guy really catches it. But as he rolls over, it hits the ground. 
you know, on that part of the 17. It's just like, you want to see an implementation of something, man, some zone coverage or something. I'm always used to seeing a guy like uh, Tyron Matthew um, Rome back there, you know, and I'm used to seeing him, you know, snag some interceptions where he's telegraphed and coverage and stuff like that. Um, I have not really seen that from our defense ever since they beautifully did it against the Indianapolis Colts where they disguised Tyron Matthew and he ultimately got a beautiful pick against Jacoby Brissett. I want to see that. I want to see some exoticness, some zone coverage, Roman coverages, zone blitzes, run blitz, you know, something to, you know, it's just like you were seeing those. Like I said, I know the injury with Ogba and stuff like that may have had some effect, but I don't fault the defense in this loss. Uh, they were tired. To go up, you know, that is such a momentum swinging thing. You know, um, people were the defense, you know, Ryan Tannehill goes right down, pushing down your toe. They're tired, man. They be giving it their all, you know, getting stops when they need to turnover, you know, switch field position, stuff like that. They were just as shocked as everybody else. What? Okay. We're going right back out here. I thought we was going up eight points. Then they have to go out there again and try to stop and man the fort down with the five-point lead with a minute something left on the clock. I knew it, I, I knew it was going to happen. You know, they were tired, man. Derrick Henry had wore them down and wore them out, but it's not a fault by the defense. Defense, I felt, did their job. There was an accumulation of everything. Defense, offense, special teams, and coaching that ultimately led to our Kansas City Chiefs falling to 6-4 and four and losing to the Tennessee Titans. But, you know, good job for the deep. You know, I will give credit when credit is due. Hell of a job getting the sacks, getting the turnover, um, playing good defense, getting, getting – the Titans off the field when they had to just, you know, uh, get the tracks. Hopefully we can get the tracks, get the train on the right tracks uh, going forward. That's my take on the defense. And Beast, what are your take on the Chiefs defense? Um, 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 like Lee said, I I do believe that they didn't believe like once we missed once we had that muff field goal and had that miscommunication, you have to go right back out there and stop them again. Um, like he said, they're pretty much gas. Here he is, a big back. Um, he looks like a uh, linebacker running the football, and like I said. Previously, we have these small players, and that's hard to bring down, especially once they're imposing their will on you and it gets into that cross time. You don't want to make that tackle. Uh, like, I don't – I felt Spags in that situation, throwing out the dime defense in that situation, having Sorensen out there and uh, – I believe Neiman at that point, I, I, I didn't get it. I would stay with Wilson and Raglan out there, in my opinion. Also, I do want to uh, say, I don't know if this is Spags 
uh, decision. Why wasn't uh, Mike Pinnell dressed yesterday? He was inactive. I believe that had something to do with it as well. I know we had Chris Jones, and he had a monster day with the sacks and things of that nature. Um, I really didn't hear – it seemed like Naughty and uh, Colin Saunders disappeared in this game. I didn't hear or see them make any really significant plays. And I know uh, Clark is dealing with that pinch nerve to where he said yesterday in a post-game interview that um, it's, I guess it's to the point where he where his fingers are, are numb and he can't even feel them, I guess. Um, yeah, he said so. – Lost feeling in his fingers or something like that. But just to kind of touch on what you just said, Beats, because I that actually, you know, had flew over the top. Because like I said, I'm so frustrated. There's so much that you can say in this game, but that's one of the things. And the only reason why I touch bases on um, you saying where was Mike Pinnell because I gave kudos to him coming in in situations helping down Dalvin Cook against Minnesota. I don't understand that. Got him, and he's a big body. Why was he in yesterday? I don't get it. And you know, you got this workhorse in Derrick Henry. What did you sign? For? I, I just didn't understand that. I, I just wanted to touch bases on that because I had that in my in my mind. It, it, it flew over me, but. I didn't understand that either, Beats. I don't understand where is a big force like that in the middle of that defense. Why he? Why is he in street clothes? I just wanted to say that. My bad, man. Oh, you good. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm still – I mean, they just do dumb stuff like that. Just, just outthinking themselves. It's just frustrating. I really don't put this on the defense. They did get away because I remember Cal up there saying – like, who should have caught the ball? Like we, like uh, Lee was saying on that uh, deep pass on that fourth and seventeen. Uh, I forgot the receiver that was uh, Bashad Green was on. He tried to catch it one-handed because his right hand was pinned. Uh, I guess hand fighting with the receiver. Luckily, like um, like Kyle said, luckily he didn't get called for a, uh, a pass interference. It's just, I mean, even on that play, they. Spags sent the blitz. I mean, he just – it was just a couple – a tick – a tick too late. Um, I don't know if it's – I don't know if he doesn't – I know Rome wasn't built in the day, and so I guess this defense won't be built in this first year. I'm sure – I know – I mean, it seemed like they made a lot of personnel changes to where – you. I mean, I know you still have people left over from the Bob Sutton – um, regime or whatnot as far as players go, but it seemed like they kind of transformed it. Um, I don't know. I mean, I don't. I don't know. Maybe it's like the Chiefs curse. You come here and you you just become soft or something. I don't know. Um, I, I really don't. In my opinion, like Lee said, I don't put this on the defense. To me, the offense is the strength of your team. Andy Reid, you have to run the ball or get that first down. I mean, you see teams do it to us week in and week out in these close games where, you know, they close the deal and we don't get the ball back. And they running it. And, and, and all the losses with Pat, we can never um, – I mean, I could say it on the – you could say the Patriots game and the AFC Championship game. You could say the first Patriots game. Um, 
you could say the char uh not the, yeah, the Chargers game last year, the second one. I mean, there's uh there's different situations where the offense doesn't stay on the field and help the defense. And then yesterday your defense, even though it was kind of by luck, uh they did get a stop there, got the ball back, and you pretty much didn't move the ball and they and then you have a turnover like that and Tennessee gets the ball right back where they had their fourth and 17 drive stall out. So, or fourth and 17 uh, plays stall out on that drive. Sorry. But I, I just believe the offense in that situation too many times have not closed the game. That's supposed to be the strength of your team and didn't come through. So. And with the Chiefs' uh, rushing defense being 21st in the league, <laughs> worst. That's 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 not gonna get it done. And like I said, they 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 held Henry under wraps that first half. But as time went on, like you said, they got tired, and they he took the cap off and ran off our ass. And like I said, in, in in pivotal moments, that's what you got to do, especially in a clock management situation, is run the ball. And it goes back to like I said on that fucking third and two. <laughs> run the fucking ball, man. We ain't physical enough, man. We can't – I mean, like I said, we – we when like I said, the defense was tired, but at that point of the game, man, we need some physicality. Let's let's stop the run. Let's get these motherfuckers off the field. Let's give our offense another opportunity. But with the defense being on the field so much, what the hell can you do? You know? He wasn't being uh, – uh-huh. go ahead. If you look at it, I think we had, what, 70 plays or something like that? And they only yeah. had five plays. And then as far as time possession, we had the ball. We I had don't know. We had the ball longer than they did. So the defense was should have been pretty rested. They, they was just getting, you know, bruised by Derrick Henry. Yeah, towards, so, the end of, towards the end of the game. When it mattered. True. When it mattered. So, like I said, man, I, I, don't, know. I don't know. I'm just – I'm still – can't believe this. Yeah, and like I said, man, I, yesterday was a yesterday was a real crushing crushing loss. Hey, I just want to say in closing, as far as you know, with Chiefs talk, they 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 they, they got some things to fix because at this point, I don't see what you what you're playing for. You know, getting 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 the Kansas City Kansas City the. Um, AFC West shirts and stuff like that. Hopefully, winning one game at Earlhead, the first, and then that's it. Man, fuck all that, man. That that ain't no successful season. Because at this point, yeah. at, at, at this point, at this point, you just looking, you just looking to hand out AFC West divisional champions t-shirts to your fan base and getting one home game, having a hard time winning that home game, and going on the road and looking like some little boys. So they, they got a lot. They the, the Chiefs the Chiefs got some looking in the mirror to do. That's all I'm going to say in closing. I just want to piggyback off of that. Um, pretty much, like I said, yes, this is not a Super Bowl team, in my opinion, at this point in time. Um, they will get Molly Wap by, you know, the Baltimore Ravens in the playoffs. They could even get Molly Watt by probably uh, Buffalo. Uh, I'm trying to think of anybody else that's in Houston. Mm-hmm. Um, Indianapolis. 
the Colts. I mean, they're yeah, I, I I don't see it at this point in time, and I'm I'm not gonna get my hopes up too high. I, it's like I said at the beginning, of, at the top of the show, man. I've been watching this team since I was what six, and it's been the same thing every year. And I'm now what twenty seven now, so um, yeah. So even I thought Pat was gonna you know remedy all of this, but. I mean, he has the stats, he has the flair, he has, you know, but it's just everybody that's around him. And I just feel, I feel sorry for him at this point, but I don't see it this year. It has to be a mindset change for me. You just got to be more – to me, down the stretch, you got to become more physical. If you don't, and it's cold weather, cold weather, when the cold weather comes and it's snowing or it's just below freezing temperatures, you're going to get pushed around in the playoffs, going to, going to New England, going to Baltimore. Yeah, that's all I got. Yeah, and like I said, they just try to make it too pretty, man. And like I said, when it counted on that offensive side on that last drive where the, uh, the kick got blocked, Pat got us the yards and got us in position mm-hmm. uh, to be successful. I mean, so it shows that when, when, when the, the game was on the line that he could make shit happen. It, it just – I don't know what the fuck. It was just – it, it was like – What'd you say? Oh, my bad. It's the players that's around him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, 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 his level is up here, and they're playing down here. They need a – like, I hate to say this again, and I hate to be wrong, because I really never really agree with this guy, Skip Bayless, but he made a tweet last week when we beat the Minnesota Vikings that – the Chiefs play harder with Matt Moore. You know what? And when he said that, I thought he was full of shit. But, you know, that game yesterday just proved him right. Because they all want to allow – they want to they, they rest on the armor pack. Like I said, it was, it was a whole collective fuck up as a whole team. Like, it, the, 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 whatever the, the worst could happen happened yesterday. And I just don't understand. It was like – we deserve to lose that game. I don't, I don't know. It was like everything was against us, but with, with this uh, AFC West or AFC as a whole, the Raiders is on our ass. Uh, <laughs> they got two light games. They got the Bengals and the Jets next. Those are very Bengals haven't won a game. Jets, uh, the Jets actually won yesterday. But those are two games that the Raiders can win. And with our remaining schedule, I see at least two or three L's. Possibly. We got the Chargers twice. We can split that. Because, uh, I mean, like I said, they, they shitty right now. But when Phil play us or when we play in, in conference games, weird shit happen. So we could possibly lose one of them games to the Chargers. Uh. We got the Broncos, which we should take the Broncos, Patriots, and uh, the Bears. So, like I said, like, I don't know. Uh, we had it, but like I said, the Raiders is, the Raiders is on our ass. So. Mm-hmm. This playoff picture, mm-hmm. this whole AFC Conference playoff picture, you know, uh, like I said, yesterday was such a 
just a silly loss, just frustrating loss. Because, like I said, you could have gained, you could have gained a game as far as positional wise on Buffalo, who lost yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, you could have gained some ground on a team that holds a buy, uh, uh, that holds a tiebreaker over you in the Indianapolis Colts, losing to the Miami Dolphins. <laughs> it's yesterday was tough, and like I said, it's just tough, you know. Um, you know, I, I wish they would have won this game because, like I said, those two teams that you could have kind of like got a leg up on, and then you have Baltimore and Houston squaring off this coming Sunday. It's, I mean, things would have really, really, the plot would have really been thickened, you know, uh, with a win. But right now, it's uh, it's stopped through the mosh pit time now because this mm-hmm. AFC playoff picture, this AFC playoff picture is, uh, is he, Tennessee is very well in the mix of this thing. San Diego, like you said, is sitting there at six and four, but they're going to be pumped up to play that game in Mexico City. I'm just going to get that out there. Out there, Philip Rivers is tough. I agree with you on that, Cal. So um, don't blink now. Pittsburgh is five and four. So you know. This playoff picture is very interesting. You got the Chiefs sitting at six and four. You got Oakland at five and four. Buffalo six and three. So, and a lot of these teams are playing each other in the upcoming week. So, like I said, you got some looking in the mirror to do. It's heating up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's 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 time to put on your big boy pants, Kansas City. That's all it is. Ever thought who would ever thought we were we would be sitting here going into almost December? And like I told Beach yesterday, we got as many losses as the Pittsburgh Steelers. Don't blink now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like I said, man, I think it's just man with these Chiefs. They just need to put their big boy pants on. And, and with this defense, like I said, they moments. But when it when it matters, and, and like you said, when it's starting to get cold, this playoff, when it when the games are starting to really matter, teams are closing out because we can't stop the run. And Andy Reid's fucking clock management is terrible. Mm-hmm. We should have walked. We sh- I mean, we – we should have left out of there with that narrow victory. Hmm. I didn't even expect it to be that close. I knew it was going to be tough. But I didn't expect that. Mm-mm. I just don't, don't know what else to say on that, man. Uh, but to move it on, uh, we do got a, a big-time Monday night game. Now, this game, I'm excited to see. We have the Seahawks going against the San Francisco 49ers. And tonight, I think that the 49ers will get their first L. Uh, to me, uh, San Francisco hasn't really played anybody yet. They're really not a wild factor team uh, uh, offensively with their quarterback. Uh, their defense is solid. We'll give them that. But I think tonight, they will receive their first L playing against uh, Seattle. Lee, what are your thoughts on the Monday night game tonight? 
Oh man, this is the rumble in the jungle right here, baby. <laughs> uh, this is a heavyweight bout. Um, I'm, I'm sticking with the guidelines, man. This is going to be a toss-up game, um, just like how I said about Minnesota and Dallas, um, two teams. Um, good quarterback play, good defense, good coaching. Like I said, this is this is the rumble in the jungle. Um, I'm. I'm going to go with you on that, Cal. I, I think Russell Wilson, you know, uh, Lockett, you know, DK Metcalf, you know, um, I think they'll do just enough. Um, I, th I, I think Russell Wilson is a little bit more spicier, I would say. Not better, but a little bit tad, got a little bit more spice to him than Jimmy G. You know, um, he's a little bit more mobile. Man. I think in a game like this, you're going to need, you know, that Russell Wilson being – Russell Wilson is going to kind of be the X factor in this game, sort of speak. And so uh, this game is a toss-up. I'm going to go with pretty much like the same score in the uh, Dallas and Minnesota game. I'm going to go in an edger with Seattle, 27 to 24, in a close one. This game might even go into overtime. I have, it should be a good game. I'll be shocked if this game is a blowout. Short and sweet, but I'm gonna go. I'm, I'm gonna go with Seattle in a close one, 27 to 24. And all, and also, uh, hey, uh, beats. I, I know because me and Lee is older than you. Have you ever seen? Uh, did you watch Saved by the Bell growing up? I've seen reruns. Okay, yeah. rerun. Okay. Uh, well, yeah, 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 we ain't that old fool. We just watch reruns. <laughs> Thinking like, yeah, you saw it when it premiered. But uh, all right. So you know who Jesse Spano is? Yeah. Okay. Have you ever seen the movie Showgirls? No. I know you've seen it, Lee. Yeah. All right. So being that Russell Wilson is uh with Sierra, and we know that she gave him the Jesse Spano fucking treatment uh <laughs> off that pool scene off of Showgirls. <laughs> So when you're getting fucked like that, you're definitely gonna win. So like I said, I'm taking you. <laughs> Anybody that dances like that, you know she fucking like Jesse Spano in that pool. Mm -hmm. What do you got oh, on that? Bro? I don't know what you're talking about. Okay, 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 okay. I got you. I got you. You know what I'm talking about now? Yeah, buddy. Oh, yeah. She, she's giving him the pool treatment, buddy. And they up there in San Francisco? Oh, yeah. <laughs> they taking the victory, buddy. But what do you have on a Monday night game? Um, I'm looking uh, forward to this game. To me, this is the game of the week. If I was not a Chiefs fan, I believe my team would be the Seattle Seahawks. I, um, I love them. In the, uh, you know, 2012, 2013, in that era with the Legion of Boom, you know, you had Cham Kanzler, Richard Sherman. Now he plays for San Francisco. You had Earl Thomas, uh, Michael Bennett. Um, you know, you had Russell Wilson, Marshawn Lynch, uh, Doug Baldwin, just to name a few of those guys. And I just love their tenacity, their that's the type of style I like um, as far as they have that flair, but, you know, they can also be physical and, uh, you know, impose their will. 
Um, I'm just going to go with them. Uh, I like Russell Wilson. I actually wanted the Chiefs to uh, draft him because I saw him play at uh, Wisconsin. And I was like, oh, I like this quarterback. And I thought, because, you know, at that time, the Chiefs were, you know, um, drafting quarterbacks in, you know, the fourth or fifth round. And I believe Russell Wilson was a third-round pick. So I, I, I thought that they could took a flyer on him. But, you know, Seahawks got him. Um, but – yeah, I'm a big Russell Wilson fan and things of that nature. Uh, as far as the score, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with a tight one here, thirty to twenty-seven Seahawks. But it will be a good game and it will be a uh, you know a nice cap to the uh, NFL weekend. And uh, let me ask you guys a question: If the 49ers are victorious, do you think 49ers are uh, are a big deal coming out the NFC? I mean, I think they are, are a big deal now. It's just, but um, if they, like, will they make it for real this time? You know, yes. If they beat Seattle, I think yes. This game is being played in California, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, if they can, if, like I said, um, I think I. I don't know, man. With the NFL, it's kind of hard to say, oh, yeah, they'd be for real because anyone could be anyone. Look what Atlanta did to the rolling hot New Orleans Saints yesterday. Who would have ever thought Atlanta would go and and beat the New Orleans Saints? So, but answer to your question, yes. If San Francisco beat Seattle tonight, I would then impressed, but that's not a knock on them. I feel they haven't played anyone. I do agree, but they have some good pieces. And what about you, Beach? Yeah, I'll put them, like I said, I mean, I already put them up there with, you know, the Saints and Green Bay and those type of team, top teams and, you know, Seattle in the NFC, but yeah, I mean, you could take them, I mean, you can take them seriously now. I mean, you beat who you beat. You play who's in front of you, and you know they beat them, and it is what it is. Um, yeah, I, I mean, yeah, yeah. To answer your question, yes. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, like I said, it's gonna be a good one. This is this this will be a tall off for the San Francisco 49ers if they win. But like I said, uh, I just don't see that happening. You know what I'm saying? With Russell Wilson, you know what I'm saying? He is a proven vet. He's getting the uh, pool treatment by Sierra. So, I, I see the victory uh, coming from uh, Seattle. He just looked like he was he, – he, he's going to get it done down there. But uh, uh, we got some sad news. We did lose a uh, former uh, wide receiver, uh, Charles Rogers. Uh, this kind of hits home to me. Uh, he died from uh, – he had liver failure. Uh, I believe he was suffering uh, cancer, liver cancer. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, I definitely uh, deal, dealt with uh, – and Lee also uh, was dealing with uh, cancer within his family. And uh, the liver hits hard to me because my dad had a liver transplant back in uh, 2009. And uh, so that, that, that hits home for a young man to lose his life, you know what I'm saying? Uh, you only get one liver and for something like that to happen, you know, that, that, just, that just hits hard. And uh, I, I didn't really know who he was, but he was a high draft pick, and uh, he played with the Lions. But, uh, Lee, what do you have on the death of the young man, uh, Charles Rogers? Yeah, very unfortunate. Um, 
for um, Charles Rogers. Um, just, you know, very unfortunate. Um, just sending all condolences and prayers to his family. Um, like you said, um, that does hit, hit home. Like you said, um, with my father battling cancer, you know, and being in remission now, thank the Lord from cancer. Um, and then, like you said, he had that liver failure. So, you know, that hits home with myself and you, Cal, how you spoke on. But, you know, it's just so unfortunate. Um, Charles was 38 years of age. Um, he, got, he, he was drafted. Um the second overall pick in the mm -hmm. 2000 draft from out of the University of Michigan State. So um, his career was very short-lived. Um, he only played about three years. He only had about a three-year career. One of the years he had a, a major injury, you know, that was depleted. You know, so he didn't. So basically, he only had two years statistically in the NFL. One of the other years was depleted due to injury. So it's just unfortunate. Like I said, uh, my prayers and condolences go out to uh, Charles Rogers' family and everything like that. You hate to see, you know, someone that that young because, like I said, he he's pretty much our age, Cal. Like I said, so um, close to our age. I'll be thirty three. You know. You know, so he's, he was 38, so, <clears throat> but uh, uh, prayers out to the uh, Rogers family and everything. Hate that. And uh, Beats, what do you got on the uh, untimely death of Charles Rogers? Uh, I just want to say uh, it's unfortunate. Um, prayers and condolences to his family. Um, this is actually my first time hearing this. Um, like you said, Cal, I don't, I didn't even know who he, who he, who he was or who he played for or anything like that. Um, but yeah, to, to suffer from, what was it? Uh, liver failure. Mm -hmm. yeah, and, yeah. At 38. Yeah. 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 Plus he has some battles with cancer and everything. Okay. So yeah, that's, yeah, it's just unfortunate. Like I said, Rest in peace and prayers and condolences to his family. And uh, yeah, that's just, it's just sad. That's, damn, man, mm -hmm. 38. Wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it just, it just shows how fragile we are. You know, uh, yeah, like myself, I am, a, I am an organ donor. And being, reason why, you know what I'm saying, because the young man who, uh, the guy, how my dad got his liver, he was a young man. He was only like 20. He was in his early 20s, man, and uh, he died in a car crash. My dad and them was able to meet his family and all that stuff. And his untimely death was able to help my dad live, you know? So, like I said, it's, it's important to be, like, everybody say, yeah, I want to leave with what God gave me, but I, I, being an organ donor can help somebody else live, you know? So, like I said, if you're not, if, if you know, I, I mean, I would definitely do it, you know what I'm saying? So I definitely signed up as an organ donor because of what happened with my dad and he was able to get a, a major organ due to somebody's death. But, uh, yeah, keep it moving, man. Like you know, I said, you know, condolences to his family, man. At least his pain and suffering is over, you know. Uh, and he had a better place, so. Or IPT. Um, but with that being said, 
Uh, is there anything else you guys feel we need to cover on this pod? I know we was pretty frustrated, guys, on this one uh, with that loss and everything, and we <laughs> still can't believe it. But uh, anything else you guys feel we need to cover or touch base on? No, just with the Chiefs, you know, I really look for them just to, like I always, one of my sayings, when you have a minor setback, you usually try to, you know, counteract with a major comeback. That's all I want to see them do, but still have a bad taste in my mouth with them guys. But as far as that, uh, What about you, B? Uh, I just want to see how they respond on Monday night. Will they come out and win or will they uh, fold? And they will tell me everything I need to know. I kind of already have my mind made up, like I said earlier, about Super Bowl aspirations. I'm, I've kind of put that on hold. And uh, so, yeah, I just want to see how they respond this next game. And I'm just going to take it day, I mean, game by week by week and game by game at this point. I'm not, I'm not too high on them and I'm not too low on them. I'm just going to, I guess, just ride the way with them, I guess. Mm-hmm. And you see, that's what the Chiefs, that's what we're all, like you spoke on, that's what we're all used to our Kansas City Chiefs doing, uh, suffering a defeat like this where they shouldn't have lost and then coming back and then fans getting, oh, okay, and stuff like that. You know, oh, they're back on track. They beat, you know, they, they beat the Chargers on Monday night and then, you know, beat the Raiders after the bye week. Oh, man, I'm like, I'm not going to give it this, I'm not giving this team a measure and stick until I see what they do, you know, from this point this point on. Me personally, man, I think it's time to make a coaching change. Uh, I, don't think they, I don't think Hunt will. I don't think Clark Hunt will. Mm-hmm. You're guaranteed, you know, 10 to 11 wins a year. You're going to, you know, be a wild card or at least in the playoffs. And, uh, yeah. And, you know, we keep going out there. They got the new shiny toy, Pat Mahomes, and you know, it's like seeing Jordan. You want to see the, the you know, you want to see the main event in town. And uh, so, I mean, they got their, they got their, uh, their cash cow now. And so, I don't see that happening, buddy. And, and maybe, like, like you were saying, not to keep it going, but uh, like you were saying, like, like give him the, 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 the option to be able to go in there and modify players or something. He feel. In situations like maybe we can do this, you know. So I don't know, man. But I ain't gonna go back into it. But uh, that being said, man, that concludes another episode of Sports Talk KC. You know, we're a little pissed off on this one, but uh, we'll be back Friday. With that be said, that's, that, that kind of ends the show, guys. Man, you ain't gonna give him tell him to follow you, man. Oh man, I'm so pissed off. Yeah, I forgot. Yeah. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, 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 guys. I'm sorry, guys. You want to follow me? Um, you can find me on Facebook and Instagram. It's Cal, y'all. DB, simply checking for you. Where can they find you? Man? Yeah, man. This might be somebody's first episode. He's like, well, that's I know. Cool. I'm sorry, y'all, but I'm still pissed off, man. Like, I, I'm very pissed about that game. Uh, if they check it for me, they can find me at D Beats. 1492 on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. And, uh, you know, 
if you are new or if you haven't, check out the uh, uh, Sports Talk KC uh, group on Facebook and our uh, page on Facebook. It's Sports Talk KC, and uh, you know, leave your comments. Let us know what you think about the podcast, and if you have anything you want us to cover, uh, drop them there, or just hit us direct in the DM on the socials. If they check for you, Lee, where can they find you? Yeah, man, y'all can hit me up on Facebook at Radham Jones and stuff like that. Appreciate the support. Once again, like I say every week, um, just keep on tuning in and just showing our support and using all the social media outlets to interact with us with questions and things of that nature, like on our page and stuff like that in our group. And like I said, it's a long season. We're going to be bringing it to you live and direct. Weather, win, lose, or draw. The marathon continues, baby. Yeah, guys. And like I said, I apologize about that. But yeah, we'll, we'll be back Friday. I'll be a little bit more live, you know, you know, you know. Take care of business. That's right. But yeah, that ends. So, and like I said, you know, uh, page and everything is up. And, you know, we got people tapping in. So, you know, like, you know, yeah, just keep following us and stuff like that. We'll keep it moving. Doing this for y'all. So, that being said, that ends the show, guys. Holla.